When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The bunker looking to get side of Font. LaFondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello, everyone. It's that time of the week again. We are reviewing another Reading FC loss. It is, of course, the Elm Park Rules podcast. We are obviously looking back at the game yesterday against uh, against Millwall. Obviously, podcast as well brought to brought to you by Blue Collar Street Food. Almost almost missed that. I nearly missed the sponsors. I can never do that. Um, we love you, Blue Collar. Obviously. 1-0 loss against Millwall, and we've got two fantastic people to try and G up this performance a bit. We're going to try and depict the game. Might not take too long to, to depict the game, but everything around it, there's quite a bit to talk about. So to help me, I've got Callum. Morning. How are you doing? Uh, I don't know if I'll be G-ing up the, the atmosphere in here, because it was one of the worst displays I've ever seen from a Reading team. I think that 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 thought was probably mirrored by quite a few others. Um, Nick, as well as joining us, is that kind of your view as well? Yeah, so I don't think I can g up the podcast much more than that, to be honest. Well, we're off to a good start anyway. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I mean, let's not let's not try and paint it up. It was a dismal performance, and uh, we're going to go into a few of the reasons why. Um, obviously, to start with, um, I'm going to try and g this up again. The good, the bad, and the injured. There must have been something good about yesterday. Come on. No, we're struggling here. We're, we're, we're struggling, aren't we? It's... Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a bit speechless. I don't know what, what could be perceived as good in a, a one nil <laughs> defeat where we didn't create any chances. Yeah, I mean, I guess Millwall were a decent team, so we don't have to play them again this season. And that's it's it. Positive. Don't have to play Millwall until next season. Right, we'll we'll take it. We'll take it. I had a lovely bangers and mash when I got home, anyway. So that that was a positive for me. So um, yeah, always like a bangers and mash on a on a Saturday evening. But um, if we flip over to the bad, um, because yeah, there wasn't anything good. Um, we're trying to paint up a turd there, to be honest. Um, <laughs> with the bad, Nick, um, kick us off with some some of the bad points. Uh, just not, I mean, the same lineup is a bad point when we didn't create anything and there's no attacking intent in there. Um, and just, yeah, not, not creating, not creating anything for me is it's a big worry. Third game in a row that we haven't, haven't scored in and what was it? No shots on target or one shot on target, whatever it was. It's, it's not acceptable at home. Yeah, it was a big zero shots on target, wasn't it? It was only two shots overall. Like you said, unchanged, unchanged team for only the second time this season. He did it after Sunderland away when we lost one 0 for the Rotherham home game, and we won that game. But it, but only really because like the forced injuries to Long, uh, to Baba meant that Aziz had to come on at half time. So did Guinness Walker. So did Fauna. I mean, there were two injuries at half time in this game. Uh, Dan went off, and who else went off? Uh, else? Yeah, yeah, don't went off, yeah. of course. Uh, yeah, so Benga came on and. Uh, more came on, but like you said, so he's not made those changes proactively. Paul Ince, he's not gone. Let's get more attacking. He's just, just injuries. He's just replacing like for like. He's not changed anything, despite the fact we're losing one nil at home and creating nothing. And he's happy to, he's happy with the Sheffield United performance and the Sunderland performance. He's happy that, in his words, we competed, which is great. I mean, I love competing and losing one nil and creating nothing. It, it's amazing. Well, if 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 you if you set up to draw a game and all and all you're going to do is try and hold on to a nil nil, if you're still there at you know eighty minutes, of course you're going to say you're competed. But are you really competing? 
not not really i don't think you know um i think a massive bad as well just interjecting it is the is the midfield we've said it about 20 times this season mm. it's just non-existent every single week um i guess it's not to be well, you shouldn't be too surprised when you've got uh, not home sorry mcintyre and um yeah. uh, mcintyre and hendrick in there not overly creative but it's, i mean something needs to ha- change with it it's the spine of the team and it's it's to, to be honest it's not been there all season whoever's been there it's just not performing i think um the one player that's maybe stood out there when he's been fit is hutchinson and he hasn't been fit in months and months and months now so it's like this can we we can't really consider him anyway at the moment uh Cassidy's, yeah and Cassidy's, uh let's see how he does he's he's young he's not really played much at the moment but he's it's his first time in senior football um it's a lot of expectation on him and then yeah Hendrik Fauna Louvre consistency and just not being good enough most of the time it's there's no spine in the team uh and we, we've lost what all of our midfield last season replaced them with I guess what what we could and it's frustrating to be honest I can't see it improving um yeah I, I don't know how to how we can address that this season I, I just don't think it's possible well, I, th- I think he can start better players because he has his favourites. So obviously, he, he loves Jeff Hendrick. He'll always get a start if he's fit. Tom Ince, he always gets a start, which I think we're quite numb to at this point because we just accept it. But he has been awful. Like his his levels from the start of the season, they are they haven't been there for a few months now. He's, he's still scored a couple of goals here and there, but he's been playing less and less well. He's been getting more and more ag- aggressive with you know, the referees, with his own teammates. Like he throws his arms up yesterday after he shanked a shot wide from 30 yards as if that's someone else's fault. He did the same when Tom Holmes had, took a throw into him and he miscontrolled it. He seems like an absolute ball sack to play with, as in just, I I can't get on board with that being our kind of, our, our key player in midfield that he's just, yeah, he's so petulant. And then Paul says after the game that he's our only source of creativity. <clears throat> And well, yeah, of course, because he's the only one you play. You don't play Cassidy, you don't play Aziz, you take off Guinness Walker after 60 minutes or don't start him at all. You don't start Zhao. Like, of course, when your other options are like centre-backs in midfield or centre-backs at wing-back, he will be the only creative, creative option, but he's not a good creative option. He's got four assists all season from set pieces. Like, he, he's not he's not this kind of outstanding player that I think people think he is. Yeah, it's more his goals, isn't it, than his assists. And um, like you said, there's no he isn't as creative as as Paulins has given him credit for. Uh, and, and the players that you like, you said disease, etc. They're not playing. Um, what I didn't realise until recently, Hoyle as well. He's been playing most mostly at wing back this season. He's got one goal and no assists. Yeah. And considering he's a winger, and he, even as a wing back, he's meant to be attacking. No assists is shocking. It's just not good enough all round. Most of the players have been starting all season. They've not been chipping in enough with um, with assists and, and goals as well. Yeah, because, I mean, the setup isn't creative. We have the lowest expected assist in the league, which means yeah. creating chances for teammates. We get chances off kind of bounces, deflections, etc. Created 0.07 XG yesterday, despite being behind since the 10th minute. And if you played out, if you kept the match going until Reading created enough XG for one goal... We'd be here till 1.30 on Sunday, PM. Almost 24 hours. That's how bad it was. There's yeah. just nothing. It's concerning. It's it's really concerning. It's really concerning, you know. Um, but I think a lot of it's coming back to again the the setup, you know, from it's 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 weird at the moment. It's really weird. Um, you know, I think most people, if you'd have offered where we are in the table at the moment before the season, would have snapped your hand off. But it's like the, like the way we've regressed seemingly through the season and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And Ince is finding more and more excuses and he's he's pulling different things out the hat every single week. And they're not even being coherent to what he's previously saying. He's bringing out different things week on week um, that, 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 that he's, he's now deciding to blame. You know, for whether it's chance creations, referees, um, the weather, what day of the week we're playing, the shade of sun. You know, it, th- th- there's there's different excuses every single week, and they're becoming more and more bonkers. Um, but we'll get onto the the post match comments from Ince um, 
after the game because there, there there was a game surprisingly um not really that anything happened um we might usually we go through this moment by moment goal by goal um i joked i joked yesterday um with callum i think we're gonna have to go through shot by shot for reading because as we said there was only two shots um one of them did come in the seventh minute jeff hendrick 30 yards blocked done there we go that's the first shot done any any other comments I'm not even sure if you remember it to be honest. I didn't remember it until about. I, I don't. I was it blocked. I don't think it, it was goal. blocked. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. It was blocked on the edge of the on the edge of the area. That was it. Yeah. Nice, nice. There we go. One shot. We're, we're halfway to no a third of the way to the end of the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we then had another mistake, and we've talked about it many times. Mistakes. I mean, Callum, on your podcast. You've spoken about mistakes as well and the reasons behind them. Nabi Sar and Joe Lumley on this, it's a culmination of, of errors again from both of them. And it's, again, not the first time this season. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, with Nabi Sar to start with, I mean, the first mistake is playing him. I don't think he's been very good at any point for us this season. I think he's looked slightly better recently because he's had less to do. But I and always be more protected playing middle centre back in a three. But I just think he's there's no redeeming qualities because there's an, an easy pass option over to Guinness Walker to the left of him, and he tries to go back into McIntyre in a crowded midfield where McIntyre's not even like showing for it because he doesn't expect the pass to come to him. He messed up the execution anyway. They get in. I think Lumley does horribly because Scott Dan's still there. So you know if if Lumley stays deeper, uh, Fleming still has to kind of go at Scott Dan before making the shot. Or try to go past him, so it's not it's not even a one on one. But Lumley he's running, out. he's running wide as well. He's not even right. Yeah. He, he's not even in the center of center of um you know the box or running exactly. like down the middle. He's running and, out and, to the right. Yeah, and it like I mean it's on the edge of the box, so it's, it's maybe maybe out. If it's out, there's a good chance it's a red. So I don't know if it's better that it was a penalty because obviously you can't get double jeopardy if it's in the box. But I mean, yeah, Joe Lumley sweeping is is never something you want to see. I have to say, I I think it's in the box. I mean, Nick, you've you've seen it back. Do you think it's in the box? Are you in the contentious? I, I'm really struggling to tell if I'm honest. Uh, it looks like it's either on, literally on the line, or just outside. Um, but again, I guess the the problem is, is, as Callum just pointed out, with double jeopardy, if it's outside the box, it's probably sent off. So, um, in a way, do you want to play with ten men, knowing that you'll probably lose? definitely one or two nil if we go down to 10 men that early in the game or do we take the penalty probably concede go one nil down but have an opportunity with 11 men to try and get back into at home so it's a tough one I mean we didn't ultimately so obviously it's a bit bit pointless but I'd probably rather have that opportunity to play with the 11 men than the 10 men um, but it's very tight it's not literally on the on the line I don't think he's very far into the box if at all um, I think in general, the frustrating thing for me overall with this is that we can't score at the moment. We can't keep a clean sheet at the moment. And it seems to be when we're losing is one nil, one mistake that costs us. And when you have that mistake that, that's getting punished week after week and we can't score, it's just we're losing one nil every week. And if we're not losing one nil, we're getting pumped five nil. So it's quite frustrating to see that we can't rely on a defence or an attack at the moment. So I can't see a way out of this this rut. Yeah. And when there's so many mistakes happening from different players each week, it's it's definitely yeah. more of a collective issue because you think and and Pornitz always says that he can't coach decision making, which is how he kind of absolves himself of blame in those mm. moments. But yeah, but um Matt Williamson on, on our podcast said uh is look it is a manager's job to coach decision making. The yeah. manager Nabi Sar should know in that instance he's got to play at left centre back or back to the keeper. Mm-hmm. That should be coached yeah. into him to not play that into midfield into a crowded area, and then it's well, you don't have those, those like, mistakes. Yeah, and you've seen. I guess a lot of people have probably seen these um, documentaries on Amazon with like Ateta and Pep Guardiola, and nowhere am I comparing Paul Lintz to either of these. But when you watch them coach, and they're showing, especially Pep, if you see the Man City documentary, um, All or Nothing, I think it is the All or Nothing Man City documentary, and he's telling players how to move, where to be off the ball where to play the ball, when to come inside. And that's proper management. And I know there's levels to it compared to Paul Lintz, but you're right. That's just basically me saying you're right. You can coach this decision-making and where to yeah. be and how to be. 
Well, ultimately, ultimately, if you're a coach at this level, you well, I, well if, if you're a player at this level, you know, you're not going to be taught how to shoot. You're not going to be taught how to pass five yards. You know, you're going to you're going to know how or well, maybe Naby needs to learn how to pass five yards saying that because he seemingly struggles every single week. Um, but like the basis of a football player is already in these players. They don't really need to like the basics they need to learn is the decisions that you want them to make in the system that you want to play. And if yeah. you can't actually teach that what are you doing every week yeah because you yeah, you've seen you've seen good teams it doesn't have to be Arsenal Man City it can be at championship level like you said too mm-hmm. they'll know because the possession structures are so coached now we saw it's like I've got the ball here I know where to pass to because I know Guinness Walker's always going to be there but the problem yeah. in this system is that no one knows where anyone's going to be it's all improvisation and, and so everyone has to get the ball and then think where they're going to play it and where the people are going to be because they don't know they don't mm-hmm. know that like well, Inter's always going to be in the same position, like, and it's easy to pass to him. One comment. Um, uh, the guy the guy I stand next next to at the game, um, Adam, he he said to me um, during the game that it, it's, it, it literally looks like they've never played before. Yeah. They've never played together, you know, which, which which they do. And which we're in March. We're nearly halfway through March. And we're saying this about, about a team. They've played 30, 36 games at this mm-hmm. point. And they we're, look like um... they've never played together. We're regressing, though. Um, I don't think it's even... We've been like this all season to an extent. I think at the start of the season, we looked okay. We seemed to... We weren't great. We were just, you know, being a bit gritty with the results to an extent. But we looked better with like a long and jowl up front and we were being direct and getting it forward without necessarily lumping it every time. And if I'm honest, it's since Carol's come into the team that the team's regressed and the tactics have regressed. And it's like we're trying to play a different way to how we were, and we're just sort of going for Carroll. And I don't, it just seems in his head, he just seems to think this is how we should play. And it's just not worked. And it, our, I reckon if you look at how we like our um, points per game before Carroll and after Carroll, it'll be significantly different. Yeah, I agree. Because they, you saw, I mean, there was one instance yesterday where Tom Holmes has got mm. the ball just in a half under no pressure and just loops, just lumps the diagonal towards Carroll and it doesn't go anywhere because it never does because yeah. A, Carroll's not what he used to be. He's not as early dominant. He's still good, but he's not like amazing like he used to be. And even if he does win the knockdown, what happens then? Like does Shane Long go there's, and take the past three players? Like it's there's literally no plan. Like 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 yeah. like it gets lumped to Carroll and it's like and this is what we talk about the the coaching of decision making from Ince. There, there's there's seemingly no coherence with the team of actually what do you do once the ball is in the air and going to Carroll? How do we win that second ball? Where is where 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 every time is Carroll going to be trying to get the ball? Yeah. Because you can't be just lumping it to Carroll and hoping he wins the header and then it's like oh well let's just hope it comes to me yeah. wherever. Because like it's it's just it's ridiculous, you know. We've we've built a focal point around Carroll, and we did this last season under Panovic to an extent when he came in the first time, and Ince has done it again. And we should be building it around Jao, even if he's frustrating and can be lazy and uh, isn't in good form. But we should be building around Jao because he will still score more goals in open play and create more in open play than Carroll and Long will throughout the whole season. Um, and we could, I just think we look better, better that way. And he's, we're giving him a number nine shirt as well. That's a statement of intent when you're given a strike of a number nine shirt when he's never had it before. And it's just, he doesn't play. He hasn't started a game in three months. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. he hasn't been given, he can't make a difference off the bench. He's not an impact player at all. The crazy I, thing I, about that as well is that even though Zhao hasn't played, Carroll's got six goals this season. Lucas Zhao's got five. You know, yeah. Luke, Lucas Zhao is a goal scorer. No matter also, what you think about his yeah. his work rate, about what he does off the ball, his attitude, he scores goals. If he plays a full championship season, he's going to be in and around twenty goals a season. That's what every yeah. club in the championship wants. People, be... Like clubs are crying out for twenty goals a season. Strikers, we've got one, and he's he's on the bench week yeah. after week after week. Doesn't get on. I'd be looking at going forward, Jao as a constant with either Aziz or Ince, and sometimes Long maybe just to freshen it up but I'd be looking at Aziz or Ince if we're playing this back three formation with the two up front and we're not playing wingers still then it has to be Ince or Aziz with, with Jao and I think that's yeah, the best yeah. way we're going to get chemistry to different. Mm-hmm. yeah because also if you, t- you talk about those Carroll six goals I'm fairly sure half of those are penalties yeah. two yeah. of them are from corners so it's like well from open play he, he offers nothing and when you look at front two Long's also not got, got a goal from open play this season I think he's mm. been better than Carroll in terms of his overall play his link play has been better he's been running behind a bit but yeah, fine. Play long with 
with with the Zhao. Like just, mm. but the fact that Andy Carroll plays ninety minutes unquestionably each week is it's baffling. Well, and it just goes back to Ince's favourites. He's got it, on the team. It goes back to the favourites and kind of his tactics. And I mean, it happened again yesterday. Like when when Ince makes his substitutions. I mean, he made substitutions yesterday very early. Like you said, Callum, a lot of them were enforced because you had Yeardham injured. Um, you had Scott Dan injured as well. So he made two substitutions there at half time. Um, Liam Moore coming on and Mbengue at wing back. But after that, he then goes goes on to to take long off for Zhao. And how many times have we said it this season? Zhao and Carroll up top is quite possibly the worst combination you can ever put up top. It just doesn't work. We've seen it time after time after time like and it happens week after week after week you know whether it's 65 minutes 70 minutes 60 minutes that is the change that always happens long off for Zhao you know and now you're just putting two players that just like, they, they are incompatible you know yeah I, but I just and for all season I've said this Paul Lynch does not think about it like that he does not sometimes you think with managers oh are we not seeing the bigger picture are they thinking you know two steps ahead I just think he's a bit thick I don't think he thinks about the way players combine because, like you said, Zhao he he benefit he the way his game goes he's got little one twos, little touches. Jenong's pretty good at that. He could do little you know little flicks around the corner. Andy Carroll can't. The way Andy Carroll thrives is you know long balls crossing you know in the air. Zhao, I mean he's all right in the air, but that's not the way he plays. They don't like you said they don't play well together. But I just don't think he thinks about that at all. And the the fact that Lucas Zhao and Yakumete because he was barely getting a start before when it got injured anyway. Those two players. Have been ostracised this season and barely starting is is criminal. Well, again, they're, they're great championship forwards. They they they, they are, and you know, Yakimata on the wing. You're not going to find you know many that is as powerful as him on the wing. People can talk about his end quality, but the one thing he has got is power. Um, oh, and nice. and and again, like like we talk about the assist column. You know, like like Lucas Zhao and the scorers column. He's one behind our striker. You know, Yakimata is second in the assists and how many minutes has he played this season? You could probably count it on one hand, you know, and well, he he's got three that, assists. He missed that penalty with Swansea and I feel like Paul Lentz has overly punished him for it. Yeah, yeah. take him off penalties, maybe <laughs> drop him for the next game, but he barely played him after that for a long time and even wouldn't bring him on. But uh, back and then he was, he was even playing him in striker though back then. He wasn't playing him in yeah, his best position. Him that... in yeah. yeah, and he, he after the game when he played against Blackpool, he said, oh, I didn't know he was best on the right. Oh, I know. I, 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 I that. That's that's like he's played there for literally years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well I do think Mate's always wanted to play striker, I think, because he's come out and said that he wants to be a striker. But whenever he's played there, that, that's never his best best position. Surely as a coach, you must know or you must be able to get the data to see where they're best at. You know, you must be able to get mm-hmm. the tape and see where where your players play best, whether that's on the I wing, st- whether that's number 10, whether that's up yeah. front or wherever. But it's, it's, he's awful at striker. He had that. I mean, he's been all right at striker this season, I think, yeah. and better than he the gets a lot of scruffy goals. I think when he yeah, plays, yeah, and that's, that's like that's kind of his game because he's not a, I'd yeah. say a clean footballer in the way he plays. Like he's not technically mm-hmm. secure or anything. But like you think about um, that Jose Gomez when we were escaping relegation, it was him and Barrow up front, and that was Yakimate at his best. He was getting goals and assists all over mm-hmm. the place. Like he can, he yeah, he's probably better on the wing, but he can't play striker, and that's not a reason to to not start him. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think as well, it's decision-making with like the tactics of playing the winger and not playing the winger. So like Blackpool, we went with the back four. Yeah, it was a bit shaky at times, but it worked and we had the wingers and that really worked. It was effective. You then play Middlesbrough, who are arguably the second best team after Burnley since Carrick. And he plays the back four again, thinking, oh, it really worked. It really worked. We play in a Middlesbrough team that's so fluid and tearing teams apart with a shaky back four. And he just should have gone back to the back three for that game. And then maybe gone back to the back four again for the home games. It's just his all-round decision-making as a manager is a bit shambolic. A bit he, probably being easy on him, to be honest. Yeah, he doesn't think I mean, proactively. No. No, not at all. And you almost think yeah, like... Because like he, he a... for this game, like... Go on. Sorry, go on, Callum. Oh, uh, yeah, I was just well, going to say, yeah, it's... for this game as well. With, yeah. Because he then plays the same teams he did for the last game and those exact same issues happen he doesn't think proactively as to what you know why he might have to change the line for this game or like you said nick for the borough game it's every every decision is made off like a one game lag which just it's the most reactive manager i think we've had yeah well it's it it goes back to kind of the points around um 
how it sets up every single game. Like Nick, you say, you know, you go to a borough team and you stick a back four. That's probably the one time you'd want to change it to to a back five. Right. You know, yeah. like 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 you say, it's just time after time, week after week, it's just wrong decisions and it's everybody's fault. But it yeah. is every we'll single week. So starting parallel long as we've touched on up front is just shouldn't it shouldn't happen. It, they're just not. Five years ago, they'd have been an amazing strike force in the championship. But now it's, yeah, we're living in the past a bit. And I think Ince is, is stuck in the past in that respect. He's thinking that Karen and Long are these legends of the game that are still in their peak and they're not. We're not going to score with those two up front. No, no. And um, kind of on the topic of not scoring, the second shot came in from Reading, 74th minute, Tom Ince. 20, 25 yards, high wide, and I think, according to Twitter, a set of broken glasses. Um, and that was it for the game, which is bonkers. Two shots. I, it's, it's, it's just, I, I can't get my head around a game where we've had two shots at home, you know, and it's weird to think that that's not, that, that's not a surprise this season because we've seen so many games this season away from home. I've seen loads of them, sadly where it's just been turgid every single time. No attacking intent. I, I, I'm baffled how we had, you know, nearly 60% possession yesterday and only got two two shots. It's, it's, it's a baffling, baffling style of football at the moment um, and kind of period that we're in. But kind of on the game yesterday, I said it after, it was probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen from a Reading team and probably one of the worst games I've ever seen. I mean, Callum likewise or yeah I mean we've never played free flowing football under Paul Lintz uh, we've been set piece FC the set pieces yesterday also awful I, I don't know what Ince has done to stop taking everyone is like first man they better get off the floor like well that's actually just, just, start just, just alone. On this, yeah. just a quick one on the set pieces as well the long throw-ins that we always do have we actually even had a shot come of no. a long throw in this season which no. that's the baffling thing for me you know we, we've tried this now for 36 games i dread to think how many long throw-ins we've done um in that time as well it's probably nearing you probably nearing 100 or so i'd like to think you know if you're getting two or three per game you're going to be near near that at this point in the season and we've not had a shot come of any of these long throws Yes, because there's no plan to them. I mean, Jordan went mental after the um, I think it was a Sunderland game. We had uh, we had a long throw, and for once, Carroll or the defender, we won the flick on essentially, and the ball dropped in the six yard box, and no one was and making no one the was run. There. Yeah, because because there's no plan to it, and that's with every set mm-hmm. pieces. I mean, and it, and it's not me just conjecturing. Instant Ray have said that before. Like when we when Hendrick scored the, uh, I think it was against, was it Rotherham? He scored the volley off the corner. Mm. But he said that wasn't planned. Instant Hendrick, they just went, oh, look, he, Hendrick's in a bit of space. I'll try that. They don't plan set pieces. So we can't be surprised when the set pieces aren't, aren't doing so well because there's there's no thought into them. No. No, which is which is worrying. You know, it's massively worrying because it just goes back to the whole point about, around what is what is the point of it's being manager? There's, there's no plan. There's no coherence. There's no, you know, I like, I would love to be a, be a fly on the wall for one week of training at the moment at Reading FC, because I, I don't know what they're doing. You know, it, week says on it, week. it says it all when the highlights show two Reading chances and Ince's shot is the second of those chances. The first chance that they show is not even a chances. It's a set of three crosses that were cleared. And that's how pathetic our creativity was yesterday to show that that is that's how desperate it was to put a reading highlight in the highlight package that that's one of the two highlights is is three crosses cleared in a row and none of them were close to us connecting with a cross either they were just straight from millhead clear yeah. in again straight from millhead clears the inch corner more then more crosses it and i think someone else crosses after that and it's just that's how desperate it was to get a highlight in but what i will say is as well the one team is that you don't want to go behind in early at home or away is a Gary Rowett team. He mm. that Millwall team are just so well drilled. Um, and that's not an excuse for us creating nothing, but when we do create nothing, they're the one team you don't want to concede against early on because they're going to be harder than anyone to, to break down after that. Even yeah, if I think, you are an attacking team. And I think that Millwall team is who Paul thinks his running team is. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, good at set pieces, you know, sort of the back. They'll give up possession, but it doesn't matter because they've got a compact defensive shape. 
yeah. they still got a bit of attacking throughout the counter. There, that's who Bournemouth thinks we are and, and should be. Which it's not necessarily a bad thing. If we if we were playing that middle, that's fine. But we don't. We don't. We mm. do a lot of things a lot worse yeah. than they do. Agree. We're a poor man's middle, basically. Well, yeah. Ince, Ince came out after the game. Obviously, his press conference came out, and I think um, the Ince press conference roulette was out, and uh, the bingo cards were out on comments he was going to make and what he was going to decide to blame this week. I mean, some some of his comments afterwards was one mistake. That was it. That's the basis why we lost the game. No, it wasn't, Paul. We lost the game because we only had two shots, and none of them were on target. You know how 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 can you how can you say that that was the basis we lost the game? No, it wasn't. Uh, it's just he talks about it being a scruffy game, a horrible game. That's the way you know they want to play. The referee doesn't help. There's the referee, um, which is hilarious because because he's insinuating that that interrupted our rhythm as a football team, as if we're like the you know the Man City of the Championship, where oh, yeah. they, they were fouling us all the time. You know, like, that's good. We love set pieces. We want a stop start game. That suits us. Yeah, yeah. That 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 that's where we've got our goals from this season, right? You know, set pieces. You know, and like if if maybe maybe he thinks we weren't getting fouls high enough up the pitch, but maybe Paul, that's because you weren't. Or we can't. You've not got a plan to get these players up the pitch. Maybe look at yourself and your bloody tactics for once. Yeah, yeah. Because on that, the way he set up, because he he did change it slightly, and he's been doing this a bit recently, where he goes three, four, and one, two. So Ince is higher behind the strikers. Problem with that then. Is you've got two, you've got two of the wing backs, and you've got the two centre mids, are McIntyre and Hendrick, neither of which are going to get on the ball, you know, turn on the half turn and play into the into ints or into the strikers. They're not midfielders to excel at passing in those tight spaces. So how do we get the ball up the pitch? There's no there's no plan for that. He's moved ints higher because he thinks, oh, that will get more goals or more assists. But then we just forget the fact that Ince picks the ball up from the centre backs quite a lot of the time and just and tries things. They're not always great, but he tries things. But then if he's not there, then who's doing that? We're not getting up the pitch. And I don't know what the plan is to get up the pitch, barring half, the to Carroll. Half the problem as well, if if we try and go down the wings, and I noticed it a couple of times yesterday, we, we get the ball out to Yeardham and Bengue or Guinness Walker or T-Mac, whoever's playing on either side of the wing. And there's about a 20-yard void inside of them where you need midfielders or you need somebody to, who you can play into midfield, you can play a one-two. Often the person he's playing a one-two to is the right or left centre-backs you know, on yeah. either side. And they, they, there's just nothing in midfield. And it's like, well, how, how are you, you know, you're trying to play it wide. And I guess playing it wide makes sense because you can get down the wing, you can get ball into Andy Carroll on the few times when he's actually in the box and not on the halfway line. But it's like, if that's if that's your plan, you've got to have a plan to actually get from, you know, your, your back line to the edge of their box where you can get a cross in. And if you've got nobody in front of you, you've got no midfield there to be able to play into, you know, play, play some passes, do some triangles, do some one-twos in. How, how are you going to get up there? You know, and that's when so many times it just goes back to the centre back and it then goes long to Carroll. And then we right. don't win. We don't win the the second ball because there's no one there to 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 win the knock on. There's no plan. It hasn't told the players, oh, make sure you're here. Make sure you're there, you know, to, right, to, then, to give yeah. you the best chance. And there was one moment yesterday where McIntyre left wing back, which in itself was mad. The fact that they, he made some subs and ended up with McIntyre left wing back over Guinness Walker. when yeah, Most goal. defensive option. Yeah, but there was a time that he got to him and he was in a bit of space, but he's got he's about 50 yards from the goal. He's got a defender up against him. And like you said, no one in midfield to combine mm. to create like a numerical superiority or to do a one-two off or something. Mm. Like, what is your plan to isolate Tom Akatar against their wing back and get him to take him on 1v1? Because that's a centre-back. And like and this what? is this is Tommy Maldini though. Let let's let let's remember. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is though, but if he tries to do it and he doesn't come off, it's will go bananas. And he'll drop him for it's a few crazy. games because he hates playing, people making mistakes. Well, it's it's just it kind of goes back to I guess what we've said for a lot of the season. It's just like um, with Ince's tactics, they're just set. He's he's setting them up to fail week on week, and he doesn't help himself. You know, um, another thing he kind of goes on to say the only disappointing thing was that we didn't have a shot uh, shot on target. Sorry, which isn't like us at home. Well, we didn't have a shot on target against Sheffield United either, Paul. Um, but we did compete, though. Don't forget that we did compete. We did compete. We did, um, and it was a better performance to Borough, which wasn't. I mean, you could have just turned up and had a better performance than we did at Borough. Um, I don't know if it is. It's because I can. I, I accept we're not the best team in the league, and we'll lose some games. And against Borough away, they're really good. We lost five 0 It was it was shit. Mm. But like it, I, I, it happens. You know, you lose five. It happens, it happens, but but, but I think losing I, these games, we're like, and that we lost that game because we're terrible. And we also lost these games because we're terrible, but also we didn't try. 
at nil one, we're not going to a fullback. We're not chucking on attackers. We're not trying. We're losing games out of instances cowardice rather than kind of, I mean, also because we're, we're inept. But mm. this one there was there to get a point out of, and he doesn't try enough. He doesn't risk things. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. And uh, it's it's just where all the frustration's coming from. And I mean, Nick, give me your your opinions on this. But like, there, there, there's so many there's so many comments here from Ince yesterday that just baffled me because he's talked in the past in previous weeks about this team not being good enough. Oh, we're not a good enough team to play football. We can't do this. We can't do that. We've not got the players. He then goes on to say, we have to keep the spirits up. I'm not sitting here doom and gloom. Well, you, you, you've castrated your players for the last five weeks for not being good enough. Uh, how, how would you even justify a comment like that after you've just, I, 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 I can't even, that that one really frustrated me, Nick. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts were. Yeah, for a few weeks now, he's been talking about, you know, how, how bad the squad is and how bad the players are. But then he's like, oh, we need to keep up the belief. But he should be, I don't know, if even if he, I don't, it's, it's like, does he actually, I feel like he's just trying to play mind games with everyone or something. I don't, but it's backfiring because it doesn't make sense. But he must not say that to the players in the dressing room. He must be saying, I'm just going to say you're all, shit because how do you feel though if you're a player in the dressing room because you know t-mac and that they're on twitter you know they're relatively active on it they're gonna see these comments yeah he must i just can't see him not saying oh yeah i'm just going to have a press your shit but i don't actually think you're shit because why would he say that like it's gonna he's gonna lose the dressing room maybe he is losing the dressing room um i I don't know it's just bizarre though isn't it it's just easier or harder to lose the dressing room when your son's there I this question's think, come up a lot, hasn't it? Yeah. It's an interesting one. It's probably harder just because... It, it depends how they feel about Tom, I guess. Yeah, yeah, about, like well, Tom, that's yeah. It, I, think. I think you're right, yeah. I think if they... I mean, considering he's our best player and he scores all, most of our goals, I, I don't think you can not back his dad. While Tom Ince is... I know he's been a bit awful the last few games, but he's still our highest performer by a country mile. So you can't really lose that unless maybe that's what's happening that's maybe where Tom Ince is dropping off I don't know it's, it's a well, hard one to, to answer well, I guess I guess with that one you're you're always going to have one player who's going to run through brick walls for you and that's one thing that maybe other managers don't have at that point if you're losing the dressing room yeah like, but I feel like always... Tom Ince, I feel like Tom Ince always I mean Tom Ince specifically always did that even before his dad came in he was always had that work rate maybe it's it like a couple of weeks that, though yeah. wasn't it before his dad came it was in like, yeah it, it was wasn't and also like it it can go too far like yesterday i mean he i i don't know how he hasn't got a red this for us this season <laughs> i thought like, he was going to get a red yesterday i have to say because yeah, i thought that, that someone was, was going to lose their head yeah well, because you put an awful tackle got booked for it but every mm. game he's going at the ref at the ref at yeah. the ref and he never gets booked for it and i i'm i'm shocked as to how he hasn't been sent off yeah yet. There's care, there's caring and passion, and then there's just being silly and like asking for it. And yeah. it's it's he's on the line, isn't he? It? He's just it's like he's crossing the line slightly a bit, and he needs to be careful because you're right, he will get that second booking at some point. It will happen. Well, the last thing kind of Paul Lintz kind of said about was the creativity. Um, we've talked about this already about kind of you know, he goes on to say it always comes through Thomas, and that's that's the way. That's the way it's going to be for the next 10 games. We can't change it. That's where we are. Well, Paul, maybe try something different. You know, what you're doing at the Paul, moment isn't You working. are the manager. <laughs> yeah, you are You are the manager. You know, yeah, you can try it. things. You can, you've got players. You know, you've got one of the best um, Italian prospects on your books and Cassidy, you know, pretty unknown, like like, like, like on, on that front because he's not played any or the any professional football he's played is with us. But, you know, maybe try him he might do better than jeff hendrick there maybe try someone else instead of mcintyre it might yeah. work but sadly if you're reluctant to change your results aren't going to change yeah and get get Aziz in either from the start or far earlier in the game and let him run at players and just give him some freedom to go at because he's, he's been showing that off the bench when he's been given the time and yesterday it was just far too late to bring on bring on aziz 10 minutes to go one nil down he should have been one of the first subs they made half an hour, 25 minutes to go. He should have been on and given him that time to settle in, bed in and have a go whilst we were having that bit of momentum was there and we were having a lot more of the ball and we should have just thrown someone like that on to change formation as well. Go for back four, play wingers and go 4-4-2 if you have to. Just do something. I think, 
I think half the problem is like so many times there's so many different points in the team I can say that you know they should be sub because you know Cal should have come off changes in the midfield should have happened yesterday you know there's so many changes that that can be happening in this team but it's coming from the fact that it's just set up atrociously by the start of the game you know I would even wouldn't even mind seeing like Kelvin, Ehab, Hattiman, I think that's how you say it, him even getting on the bench. I know we Kelvin can't start e. him because of the permitted players rule, but he can come off the bench. And at the moment when the strikers are doing nothing, having him as a sub option for like 10, 15 minutes and throwing him on with two or three up front, I'd just do something like that. Just try something but, different. Yeah, but by, by, that, by that time, we've already wasted 75 minutes by having Carroll on the pitch. That's the issue, isn't I know, it? I know, that's the, that's the thing is that we're talking about this <laughs> is if, because points is like, he's, Bullied us all into thinking that we have to start Carroll, we have to start Inns, we have to start mm-hmm. Hendrick, we have to start Saar, all these players. And I'm like, no, you yeah. don't like, I'd love to see We've what, a squad. I, don't think, I don't think our squad's the best in the world, but it's, it's all right. There are good players in there. I'd love to it's see. Competitive, him competitive, I'd say. I'd say it's yeah. competitive in this league. Mm. Yeah. And like, but it's just the way he plays players out of position. Like even yesterday, just yesterday, Tom McIntyre played two positions, neither of them his best position. He's been playing well at centre-back this season. And it helps our creativity to have him there progressing the ball from left centre-back, making those runs up the channel, doing the underlap, everything. He's been good at that. But then he gets dropped, he gets pushed out of other positions to play Nabi Sar, which means that we end up, don't play Fauna or Cassidy in midfield because McIntyre's there. Like he's playing Aziz at left wing-back. It's not even his position. And then he wonders, oh, why aren't these players doing well? Because he Square just doesn't get it. Round holes. Yeah. And That's he, what it comes down to. And he's like, oh, we, we can't change it. We can't change it. I was like, well, I, I can't change it, but I mean, you can. Yeah. Paul, you're the manager, you know, yeah. or supposedly. Okay, can we call him a manager? Because he doesn't really seem to do much um, at this yeah. stage. Um, I guess b- bottom line at the moment for us, no goals in three games, failed to score in the last seven. Uh, sorry, failed to score in five of the last seven games, which is, is just dreadful. You know, like any, any team that can't score in five five games in seven that is just shocking you know yes people might say some of them are away from home some of them are against you know really good teams we've played borough we've played um obviously millwall um sheffield united all in the top six but it's blackburn next though it's gonna get worse they're, they're gonna go to away. i can't see anything other than us getting thumped again i really can't I yeah. sorry to be negative but i just can't see it when that when that like, was like for us Whenever, whenever, whenever we do the previews, I can't, I like, I can't even really, I, I can't predict a win. I, I can barely even predict a draw at these stages, you know, for games coming up because it's like, well, what basis can I actually, you know, what basis can we go to the game and think of a draw? And it's, it, it kind of felt like that yesterday at the game. I mean, um, tw- towards or so, so actually, I say towards the end of the game, it was from about fifty minutes. It was pretty much all the second half, like the. The feeling inside the stadium is almost just one of resentment at the moment. You know, you're resigned to the fact that, you know, we're not going to we're not going to create chances like people are getting excited now when we're getting about 30 yards away from the box. It's like, oh, my God, come on, come on. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it's like you're 30 yards from 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 the box. Like we're not we're not even doing anything, you know. Yeah, and it, and, it's, and it, I do think it's having a real impact on the fan base. I mean, we have where is it the, one of the best home records in the league. Yeah, attendance is still on improving because it's so bad to watch. And like, you know, Blackburn on Wednesday, they're, they're pricing, I think it was like 10, 15 pounds for a ticket. It's great pricing. And, I, and, and in a normal mm. season, I think about going, but I'm Same. not going to watch a team set up to lose, to set up to draw 0-0 and lose 3-0. Not on a Tuesday pointless. night. And I've never heard no. so many people talk about like, um, not renewing their season tickets either. Like it's even just, weeks yeah. ago, like just random well, guys the ground last season. season. I did that yeah. last season because, partly because my dad also didn't want to go and I go with him, but... Also, because the club was being so poorly run, I was fed up with it. It wasn't even the management at the time. And now the management as well. I think the club is starting to seem like we're running it better. But um, yeah, now the manager of the football we play, I, I just can't wait to the end of the season. Hopefully, it's, we don't get anywhere close to relegation. Um, this point deduction will be telling. And um, we we can just part ways with Paul Lentz then, because I can't see him being sacked at all. I really can't. Well... I've just had a quick time check and um, we've been going for 43 minutes. It's been a bit of a venting session today. Um, One of (laughs) one of the things that came out of or came late on yesterday, Mr. Eddie Wallbank came out of uh, came out of the bushes again. Um, He's he's not popped up, I think, since October last year, but he came up with a a tweet that probably whetted a number of fans appetites. And 
tweeting that understand the higher up high, higher ups at Reading FC have growing doubts as to whether Paul Ince is the man to to lead us next season. For the record, Ince Ince's goal for the season has been to stay us up. I'm sure he will deliver on that goal. So he's part delivered on that. The question is around him. Uh, being the best option to build and manage a team aiming for promotion. Which, now, which, I guess... Yeah, in- incredible. To- I'm not going to count in chickens until they've hatched or until he's been sacked because I'm worried that he gets to the summer and then some. And then because I don't think I don't think he'll be sacked in the summer. I think either he's got to be sacked in the season or he'll, or he'll get to the summer and they'll think, oh, okay, fine, we'll just give him a few better players. We'll give him the summer to reset and he'll go again. And then he'll be gone in October and it's another kind of year wasted. Yeah, great. But, but I, 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 I'd take him now. I mean, I'd, I'd have got rid of him weeks ago if I could have done. He's just. Well, I think it, I think a lot. Yeah, a lot of people have been in that kind of. It's 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 the personality, and I guess a lot of people have been in that case of well, there's no point in sacking him now. You know, see see it to the end of the season, then we we look at restructure. I've been in that camp. I've been in that camp of like, well, what, what, yeah. like let, let let's let's see out the season and reassess in the summer. But it's like even myself now, I'm now just what's the point in keeping him there's no point in keeping him because nothing's getting better things are only getting worse um nick i mean i think you've been in the same camp up until yeah, I have. um but i think at the minute i'm starting to i'd say after that result we didn't get any points from the last two and we're good at home uh and we've we've just lost two home games one nil in a row that created much and it's like with this points deduction i am potentially coming probably coming in I am starting to panic a little bit, thinking, okay, I'm not worried about the bottom three. I just think they're rubbish, but I'm worried about us not picking up any more points. We're not scoring goals. We're not keeping clean sheets. And if we get this deduction and one of the two, at least one of the bottom three gets six or seven points with our goal difference as well, we're, we're down. Um, so, yeah, I, I am worried. Um, I just don't know if there's financial implications there. I know it's again with the six points already is that even relevant I, I have no idea but is that something we have to consider and I just don't know who would want the job like um I think we're going to go on to this in a minute but Graham Murty's the one being linked now and uh and yeah. Noel Hunt is probably the other option but no one realistically experienced would would touch us and can we touch them anyway I just I just I don't know I'm just so deflated at the moment with it all if I'm honest well on that on that point about Graham Murty Alan Nixon Reported that Reading are keeping tabs on uh, on Graham Murty, which it'd be an interesting one. He's been obviously linked before to a job at Reading. I think uh, when Pauno got the job, and also obviously when Pauno was sacked, both times he was linked. Um, obviously, being a Reading legend, it's always going to happen. Um, and when you get into coaching, um, I mean, what would your thoughts be around that? Because legends returning, it's always nice seeing. But are you living too much in the past, or is it kind of the best option that we might be able to get? I mean, I, 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 I won't claim to know a lot about his coaching history. I know he had a spell at Rangers where he was all right. Yeah, I, I, I would just change to the end of the season, put on a short term contract, and then maybe move in because he was doing the other 21s at Sunderland, where he is now, yes, and then move yeah. him into like a, an academy role with, with no hunt or something. Just we just need some kind of lift to the end of the season, just get one or two more wins just out of nowhere. Because I think I think I think a lot of managers can just come in and do that. Just get the new manager bounce. You know, we've got a whole next weekend. That's okay. We've got some some okay fixtures coming up still. That we just have to win a couple of games, and I think the squad's okay to do that. Oh, I don't think I'd have Murty long term because, like I said, it's you don't want a legend to be tainted like that. And I don't think he's the best long term manager anyway. And it's not great, but just just short term, just someone please come in. I guess I guess one of the biggest things it's a manager that's never really managed before. He had that short stint with Rangers when he was caretaker, but it's like, you know, managers have got to start somewhere, right? You know, yeah. maybe, maybe a place like Reading where he's so fondly, fondly remembered, it's going to be a good thing for him to start a career at, Re- at Reading because he'll be given a little bit more leeway by fans, by, by the board, because, you know, it's, it's an easy win for the board if they bring, you know, someone like him in, Um, you know, you, you, you kind of saw it, saw it in the summer when when you know they were bringing the likes of um bowen back into the fray you know it was easy wins long coming in as a as a player got fans on side because he's a legend you know was it the best signing to make in that that moment could be debatable but you know it's it's an easy win um if they do that but i guess a lot has got to happen before we look at bringing uh graham murty in you know so and it's only one rumor i'm sure there'll be plenty plenty more rumors kind of um 
going around the rumor mill going forwards um sadly you know we are where we are at the moment and you know Ince is still in the building he's still going to be manager and you know unless things change I, I can't see anything other than another loss against black blackburn in the week you know and it's probably going to be another one to nil however depressing that is it's probably going to be another one nil two nil um nick what's your prediction for the blackburn game um i, I think we'll be thumped if i can't i have no confidence in Ince, uh changing it too much i think carol's going to play again uh, or it'll be Karen and Jow, like we said, that won't work. So uh, I think we'll lose three now. Callum, end, let's end on a positive. Positive positive prediction for uh, for the Blackburn game. Come on. I I, I think he'll he'll start like Zhao or Fournier, maybe a couple of them, maybe start Aziz, but he'll start them with Carroll and in such a bad setup that we'll lose anyway. So then he'll have an excuse to bench them for the whole of the weekend and we'll go back to Carroll along and Hendrick. <laughs> Yeah. He's almost cut. Was it cut cutting your nose off to spite your face or whatever? The, the yeah, because because he's done it before. Is. Like like you said earlier about the the Blackpool no the Borough away game. He like started a more attacking team then just to say like oh look I, I'm an attacking manager where I'm not playing the same. But it's like that, there's a time and a place. But yeah, yeah. Well, um, are you are you going with a with a loss? Then you're not going to end on a on a positive oh, no, note. No, it will be a a one nil loss. I think not even predicted a goal well if you are going up to blackburn i hope that us three are just we, we don't know anything we're idiots that just have an opinion um hopefully we do score hopefully we do win the game and there's a bit of vindication for you if you're traveling up to to blackburn um because people that have gone away from home this season deserve it um i know a couple of lunatics that have been to every pretty much every single away game so far this season hats off to you guys because um i've caved in i've given up um, on that side of things um and that that will be it for for this podcast we will be back obviously reviewing the blackburn game hopefully it's hopefully it's re- reviewing a win uh, we, we've got to get one at some point I, I i know it's not been too long since we we lost to or beat rotherham but it feels like an eternity at the moment so but um but yeah if you have also listened through to the end of this podcast it's been a bit of a long one today um a joint venting session hopefully it's allowed you to let off some steam as well if it has of course please give us a five star review on apple on spotify whatever your podcast of choices um obviously they do go a long way and we do very much appreciate them nick callum thank you so much for joining me in kind of in this joint venting session um i don't know if i could have done this with anyone else to be honest because um yeah it's thoroughly depressing but being able to get some stuff off off the chest and everything and um talk talk some talk some interesting points so thank you both for for joining me and we will of course join all of you on the on the next uh review of of reading so we'll uh we'll catch you all then cheers guys <laughs>